0: So guys, have you ever struggled with mental health? Uh, doesn't necessarily have to be now during the pandemic, but before. Have you ever thought that there was something holding you back or you needed to change something because you are not feeling okay? Well, today we're going to talk to one of my virtual friends, and I'll explain a bit later what that means, <laughs> Jessica Davis, who is a wellness and mindset mentor, I want to call her, kind of like your spiritual mental health guru. One, two, three. Hola, hello, everyone. It's your host, Sabrina. And welcome to the Pretty Sure Podcast, where we'll talk about everything from travel, dating to expat life, and everything in between. With new guests and topics each week, we'll get advice, some insights, and talk about things I'm pretty sure you've all experienced at one point or another. Sometimes all we really want to know is why, what does it mean, and am I the only one? See, I felt alone many times in my life, but I've gotten through it all by having my friends at my side. So I want you to think of me as your new best friend. We'll laugh together and maybe even overthink a little, but we'll have a damn good time at it all. So get ready, guys, because here we go. Okay, guys, so uh, we're still in the lockdown part of the pandemic. Uh, thing, it, Things are still going crazy around the world due to coronavirus. And if you hear this while well, we're still in lockdown, I hope it helps you. If you hear it afterwards, I'm pretty sure everything we're going to cover in this um, episode is still going to be relevant. So I still hope it helps you. Um, but today's episode is going to be a little different than what the other ones have looked like. Uh, I decided to talk about mental health because, first of all, I've interviewed a couple of people already, and they kind of have touched on the topic of mental health and just like how important it is to talk about it. And I've also been seeing a lot of posts on Instagram and a lot of people feeling like unsure or commenting things like, oh, how are you not struggling with this? Like, how are you being so positive? And so I decided it would be a very interesting topic to cover. And I will make another episode to explain what The Society is, but it is relevant right now because we are going to talk to my virtual friend, Jessica Davis, who I met recently a couple of weeks ago through a membership website called The Society, which is part of Boss Babe, where basically uh, you meet tons of women online that are entrepreneurs or that just know that they need more in their lives and they're working towards that goal. So I decided it would be really interesting to talk to her because she has gone through a lot of things. She's managed to go like to get out on the other side and just be super positive and super empowered about her mindset and everything. So we're going to start talking to her. So hi, Jess. How are you? Hi,
1: I'm good. Thank you. How
0: are you? I'm great. You know, surviving. <laughs> <laughs>
1: good. That's what's important right now.
0: Right. So I'm very curious to know how you actually got into this whole like mental health state and like being a mentor and stuff like what, what made you get into it? How did you begin?
1: Um, Okay, so I guess the beginning is like I've had a whole lifelong struggle with mental health really. And it's taken me until like last year, um, mid last year to finally kind of get through it, gain clarity. And eventually like a light just kind of switched in my brain. And I was like, oh, I need to help people with this because I struggled for so long. And I just wish that Mm -hmm. what I now offer had been there for me. Although I also recognize yeah. that when you are struggling, sometimes you're not ready for that kind of thing. So I want to make it more accessible to people who are like, oh, I don't know what to do, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. That feel kind of like lost, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. And Especially right now. I'm feeling so lost.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Tell me about it. I think the problem, I don't know what you feel about it, but my issue is it's not very definite. So it's like, okay, it's going to be locked down till X date, Mm -hmm. but then we don't know what's going to happen after, right? Like it could be locked down. You guys can go out now, but our bar is going to be open. Like our restaurants going to be open. Can people socialize on the street? Like, is mm-hmm. it just going to be weird? How do know, you say hi right? to your friends? Like, it's right. Like, that's,
1: that's what's going on in my mind. What is going to happen, you know, cause it's all well and good to be like, Oh, this will be over eventually. But like, will it, like mm-hmm. what parts that are actually going to be over and what parts are going to remain forever? What's going to be affected by this permanently? Like just having everything exactly. so up in the air with things changing daily. I understand that's how it has to be, but it's also just, it's very difficult.
0: Yeah, exactly. I feel like it's the uncertainty that is kind of driving people to feel a little bit like unsure about what's going to happen.
1: 100%. Because
0: I remember, do you remember the influenza pandemic? Like, well, it wasn't even a pandemic. It was just like a thing that became, I think it was in like 2013, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I remember it like happening, but it never directly Mm -hmm. impacted me. So I was just sort of like, Oh, that's a thing. But it it was never something that kind of impacted me the way this has, like I wasn't shut in my house for weeks. So (laughs) it's just a little blip in the, like the lifespan of me, you know?
0: (laughs) yeah yeah for me I kind of remember it because we didn't have school I think it was like for three weeks oh wow but it was obviously not super strict so I took the three weeks off like yay summer vacation I'm gonna go hang out with my friends
1: (laughs) so it's kind of like a positive version of what we're currently going through now
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah. And also back in the day, we didn't really have, uh, social media, like it existed, but it wasn't a huge thing.
1: Yeah. So you
0: wouldn't know what was happening like in Australia, for example, Mm -hmm. or like in other parts. So you weren't like, Oh my God, this is so crazy. You just be like, "Eh, yeah. That's why I don't think it
1: affected me that much because like over here, we weren't really like, we got the news and stuff, but I was a kid. I didn't Mm -hmm. watch news. So I was just sort of like, Oh, something's happening, but we didn't have to shut down. We didn't have to close schools that I remember. So I didn't even realize it was a big deal until this happened, and I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, lots of people died there. <laughs> I didn't know that." <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely agree. Um, so what have you been doing these days to kind of like stay on top of feeling okay or getting over that uncertainty?
1: I guess the most fortunate thing for me is that I already was working from home. Um, I am mm-hmm. an introvert by nature. I love me time. <laughs> so as much as I'm getting a little sir crazy not being the, like able to go out and stuff. It's still, it's not that different to what my routine was already like. And like I said, like last year, I sort of went through like the worst of the mental health and overcame it. So I had been putting Mm -hmm. all this like groundwork in place. I already had my routines that I stick to every day. So... I feel mm-hmm. really blessed that I had already made all those steps. And I'm like seeing people now who didn't have that foundation who thought they were kind of okay and realize they're not like, that's, what's really hurting me. I'm like, Oh, you poor people. I wish that you had sorted it out before a big thing happened. Like obviously hindsight is <laughs> yeah. 2020, but, um, Oh, 2020, yeah. ah, that was really bad. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, um, I don't know. I feel like, a little bit like, oh, things are a bit weird. But for the most part, I am just removing all accounts on social media that make me feel bad right now. Any that that like really mm-hmm. news oriented or like, you know, shaming people for like taking the time off and doing what they need to do. Like I'm pretty much just ignoring anything that makes me feel depressed. And it's really helping. <laughs> <laughs> That's great to hear.
0: And so, did he actually ever take any courses or classes to, like you said, last year you had a really bad issue and you kind of overcame it. Like, how did you overcome it and what actually was the issue if you want to discuss about it?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so I, last year, I think it was August, I, um, attempted suicide and went into a psych ward for three weeks that was the big thing um and Mm -hmm. they put me on antidepressants I'd already been trialing a lot of antipsychotics earlier in the year and they just weren't working and no one knew what was wrong like you know I got so many weird Mm -hmm. diagnoses just thrown around and I was like I need to know what the problem is eventually They um, kind of diagnosed me like borderline personality disorder and complex PTSD, which is great Mm -hmm. because they're not biological problems. Like they're not like I take a pill forever and that's all there is. But it also sucks because it means like I can't just take a pill forever. I have to work on me. So (laughs) I Mm -hmm. worked really closely with one of the occupational therapists in the hospital. She really helped me get through it all. I came out and I had like a management team. I saw psychiatrists, I saw mm-hmm. psychologists. And then I started to do a lot of like my own reading and work. And my mum recommended Dr. Joe Dispenza to me, who I now like have consumed all of his work. And I'm like, this is incredible. And that led me on to a lot of other people. And just like the whole like meditation, being in alignment with who you truly need to be, and that kind of thing, like that's sort of the journey I took yeah. after that. And I've done a lot of like online courses now and those kind of things. Um, it's all just been very helpful for me. So I think I had to really go yeah. through a really rough time to like come out on the other side so much better.
0: Yeah. Kind of like hit rock bottom to kind of go up from there. Yeah, exactly
1: like that. I get it now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what was the thing that was, I wouldn't say, annoying you the most? Like, was it that you were feeling this way for a long time and you didn't know what it was? There was no solution or what was the thing that kind of like pushed you towards the edge?
1: Hmm. I think there are a lot of things, honestly. Um, it wasn't my first suicide attempt. It was my seventh, which is a bit ridiculous. And wow. yeah, I've i um, I'd been struggling with mental health since I was 14. And I mm-hmm. didn't realize at the time that it was a mental health problem because I was um, seeing things and hearing voices. And I didn't know that they were hallucinations. I thought they were real. And it took me 10 years to figure out that they weren't real. So it was quite scary, I suppose. But it also wasn't like it was just my reality because obviously everyone's reality is just their perception of the world. So to me, it was all very real. So being told quite often that there was something wrong when I didn't actually think there was anything wrong was frustrating um, I would go through very intense um emotional regulation problems. Like I, like, you know, people kind of go from like a three down to like a negative three. And I would go from like a 10 down to a negative 10, like with my emotions. So yeah. I didn't really know how to respond to things properly. Um, I was like raised in quite mm-hmm. a turbulent family environment. And yeah, so I think it was just everything kind of became way too much for me. And I was like, I need clarity. I need to know what's going on. I need to know what's real, what's not real. And yeah, so as much as yeah. like, spending three weeks locked in a hospital was not the most fun I've ever had in my life. It was incredibly (laughs) needed. Like if I hadn't spent that time there and actually been like, Oh, I am safe. My brain is just doing these things to try and protect me. Yeah. So that was really the big like frustration, I guess, was just not knowing what to believe. So now like, I think that's why I've gone into mindset. Like I've come out and been like, Oh, we are so in control of our own reality. If we just like let our minds, you know, know what's going on.
0: Yeah. Kind of like what you learned already. You kind of want to implement it and help other people.
1: Yeah, precisely.
0: (laughs) And did you ever want to seek out help or was it just like you were starting to be more conscious about it and you were like, okay, maybe something's wrong. I might need to ask someone if they can help me. Like, how did you go through that process? Cause I can imagine asking for help is something really hard to do at any point, like no matter what (laughs) level of issues you're having.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, um, for most people asking for help is very hard. Like I know friends who have mental health problems or even just general like problems and they, they don't know how to ask for help. And I am infinitely worse than most people that I know, because like, I just never, <laughs> I'd never learned how to ask for help. I was always taught that it was really good to be yeah. like self-sufficient and you don't need anybody else. So I was like, I don't need help. But I tried a fair few times to see like psychologists, psychiatrists and because mm-hmm. I wasn't really sure what was real in my brain, like I couldn't really tell them what the problem was mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And I, like I presented at oh, hospital wow. a few times and got sent home. They're like, oh, you're just a bit anxious. Like you're fine, go home. And I was like, that doesn't seem right. Like I really feel suicidal yeah. and scared and you're all just telling me there's no problem. And like I, I didn't know what to do. So I, I tried to ask for help quite a lot between oh, probably like age 19 and 24. So that's what, five years. And yeah, it only was last year that I finally got the help that I needed because I was in such an intensive like space.
0: Wow, that's crazy. And did your family ever react to it like were they did they believe you when you said, "Hey, I don't feel like this is normal," or were they just kind of like the same as a doctor's like, "Oh, you'll be fine, sweetie," or something? Like how did you deal with that?
1: Um, so my family didn't actually know a whole lot of what was going on. I think the first time I told someone that I was, you know, mm-hmm. experiencing things that I wasn't sure were real or not was my sister 2 years ago now. <laughs> So that, yeah, I think I went almost 10 years before I told anyone because I hadn't actually realized that, like, I understood something mm-hmm. was wrong because I would get very depressed and I would get very excited yeah. and that was, you know, bad. But I didn't realize the extent of things until the last few years and I only reached out to my mum a few weeks before that thing happened last year. Um, my dad only found out yeah. while I was in there. So they never wow. really knew that anything was wrong. I've always been very... um high functioning. Like I present as yeah. a very, you know, functional adult, which is very astounding to me sometimes. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So I guess a lot of the people around me didn't have the chance to like say whether they believe me or not, because I never let anyone know yeah. that anything was wrong.
0: Wow. That's crazy. That must have felt so
1: isolating. Yeah, it did. And I guess as well, like just the nature of, you know, seeing things, hearing things, that kind of stuff, it is, yeah, it's very like, if you're seeing something and you don't think someone else is like that mm-hmm. in itself already makes you kind of go, Oh, like I'm living a different life to everybody. Like it was very isolating.
0: Yeah. yeah like you felt very different and you felt like what's wrong here. Am if I am I normal, <laughs> is yeah. anyone normal, like what's happening?
1: What is normal, right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there is no normal though, but like no. <laughs> more normal ish, I would say.
1: Yeah. The average person will go with that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And was it hard to like interact with your friends? Like you mentioned you had friends. Like how, how did you go about it with them? Because I, I imagine like you going through something in your mind and then wanting to interact, that kinds of that kind of puts like a fence. I want to say like that's how I would imagine it. Is oh, it like is that how it happened?
1: Yeah, I um. So I always thought that I was you know relatively close with my friends and like don't get me wrong, I've got mm-hmm. some friends I've had for you know like a decade now who have been very close the whole time. Yeah. But they've had their own mental health issues. They knew I was going through something, Can we kind of just let each other their own things, um, and probably helped each other self-sabotage quite a lot, honestly. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) some of my friends who like I've known a few years have said in the last year, like, it's just amazing how much I've started to communicate because I didn't realize how shut off I was. Like I was there, I was present. I thought, but apparently I wasn't, you know, contributing as much of myself as I thought that I was. And now I'm such an open book and so honest about everything. And they're like, it's just like night and day with you, like completely different person. And we love it. (laughs) So yeah, wow. apparently I was very shut off for quite a while and not that aware of it.
0: So when you were going through this thing, did you not, like, did you, how can I question this? Like, oh, my computer's doing something insane. Never <laughs> mind. <laughs> Always happens, right? Oh, yeah. Um, did you, did you notice the change you went through or no?
1: Um, in like the interacting with other people? Mean? or yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I definitely did after a little while, like at first I don't think I did Mm -hmm. because I was still so in my own head. Like I've spent most of my life just in my own head. I mean, technically everyone does, but I think a little bit more than (laughs) normal. And yeah. So I think once I finally got past that and I realized that, you know, all the stuff I was experiencing was just my brain's way of protecting me. Like I kind of went, Oh, I don't have to worry so much about what's going on up there. And I can be really involved in like what's going on out here and once I sort of noticed that and made that shift like it's, it's just been so transformational like honestly yeah. so I don't really know when I started noticing it I can't pinpoint a particular time but I can say okay. that yeah it's, it's just been a huge change for me and I'm really enjoying it <laughs>
0: that's amazing you're super strong and i really admire the way that you're being super honest about it and just Thank like you. open because um i feel like it's one of the most important things to talk about like most people don't really like you said they don't really talk about what they're going through yeah. they don't really discuss like hey guys i'm having problems like hold on or they just see like the new version of you like you said and some people are like what's happening like who
1: who are you yeah no 100 percent. i am um, you know i always thought mental health was something that needed to be talked about more even before i knew what was mm-hmm. going on with me but um especially now but like because i was like oh we need to talk about mental health it's so important but i had never recovered or come out the other side i was just sort of like if we talk about it more maybe i'll feel better and now that i see that there is actually another side like you can get through it all and you can live this amazing life not like covered in depression and all these horrible things yeah like i'm like we need to talk about it because the more we talk about it the more people will get help and realize that this is a normal thing to need help for and it can be better.
0: Definitely. I totally agree with you. And when you said like you had the worst moments of depression, like for you, was it you were overdoing things or was it more on the other side of the spectrum? Like, I don't even want to get out of bed and do anything. Like how, how did you deal with that?
1: Oh, so I had both ends of the spectrum. Um, I like got misdiagnosed bipolar quite a few times because I would literally have like the mm-hmm. lowest lows. Like I was numb. I had no feeling. I was in bed for days, weeks on end. Like my house was a mess. Mm-hmm. Ask anyone who knew me. My house was not somewhere anyone ever wanted to be. Like I just couldn't get out of bed or do anything. I would like not shower for weeks. It was disgusting. Wow. But then on the other end of that, like I would launch like a new business every few months. When I was in these ups, I was like, oh, I've got these plans. I enrolled. Like three degrees at the same time. One time, I was like, I can do anything. I am invincible. I have all this energy. I was sleeping two hours a night. Some nights I wasn't sleeping, and I was fine. And that just—I look back, and it's so crazy to me now. But like, I experienced such rapid like changes in my emotions, and oh, it it was crazy, (laughs) like a roller coaster. Yes, but not in the (laughs) fun way. No, no, the most exhausting roller coaster you can ever imagine. (laughs)
0: <laughs> wow, that's crazy. And so what's been the greatest lesson you feel like the whole thing taught you?
1: I think the greatest lesson and learning that I've gotten from this is just how capable our brains are of doing what we mm-hmm. tell them to do. Like if you think I am depressed, you're probably going to be depressed. And like I know there's, you know, chemical imbalances and all this other stuff to take into account, but if you let yourself feel that and you let yourself like, you know, ruminate in it and just stay in it, it's going to get worse. And if you think I I'm feeling great today. I am so grateful for this. I'm doing this. Like your brain will be like, Hey, yeah, we feel good. And just a lot of what I experienced as far as like things that weren't there and all of that, like I managed to, you know, trace it back and be like, Oh, like when, you know, there were voices saying like people will kill you if you leave the house. It was just cause I was like anxious about leaving the house. It was my brain just kind of being like, Hey, you feel a bit unsafe. So we're going to make you like, you know, mm-hmm. not do it. And our brain has so many like amazing mechanisms for keeping us safe and for doing what we need done. Like I think that's just yeah. the biggest thing I've taken away from this is just how powerful our brains
0: are. Oh my god, it's definitely true. I actually, not relevant to mental health, well, kind of to <laughs> mental health. Um, I suffered uh, allergies, like nut allergies, for the past. Oh. well, I've been fine for the past two years, but all of a sudden, like I was the person that ate pecan pies every single like holiday whenever there was pecan <laughs> pie, like I loved it. Oh no. I ate tubs of Nutella as a child. Like I was a very happy junk food eater, and like almonds, nuts, whatever you name it, I was mm-hmm. fine. And then all of a sudden when I was like 14, one day to the next, I just started becoming super allergic. Like whenever I'd touch a nut or like I'd smell a nut or like taste a nut, even if it was like not even natural nut, like perfume nut or whatever. Wow. My tongue would swell up. I'd have like really weird allergies and it would defer right? So my tongue would swell up or sometimes I'd have like... Bul- like, bulks on my face, and I would, like, be super scratchy. It was just so weird. Oh, no. And then at one point, I was like, okay, fine. I'm allergic to nuts. Like, I'll live with this. But I missed it. And so, randomly, I think, like, two years ago, I went to this – she's not a doctor, but she had this, like, new kind of mental therapy where she kind of helped you get to the bottom of your problems. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, she made me realize that it was my brain protecting me because at one point, when I was obsessed with like Reese's Buttercups, I, I broke up with a boyfriend of mine, and apparently, my body saw it as like a protect yourself reaction.
1: Oh no! So, I can totally yeah, believe that. Yeah, so it that. made me—it
0: literally made me be allergic for ten years to nuts because it acquainted nuts with you're going to get your heart broken.
1: Yep. That that's really impressive. Our brain does that.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. Obviously at the beginning, like you said, I thought there's no way. Like this is impossible. She's crazy. This is not happening. Mm-hmm. And she said, okay, now that you know why it happened, I want you to go out and grab a rhesus and just eat it. You'll be fine. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna die, but like whatever <laughs> I'm gonna try it. It's been two years and I eat nuts every single day. Like I love almond butter. Like it's insane. Oh, almond butter is the best. <laughs>
1: but yeah,
0: that is insane. So, I definitely agree with you that your mind is like the most powerful thing.
1: It is. We really don't comprehend it at all. Like, it's going to be physically impossible to ever comprehend everything in our brain. They're trying, but they will never get there.
0: Yeah. What have they discovered? I feel it's like 20% or like 15% of the brain or something. Yeah,
1: that's it. Such a small number. Like, (laughs) I I just don't think we'll ever be able to because so much of our brain is like, it's it's operating on a different level to all of us. I believe like, you know, it's, yeah. it's frequencies, it's light, it's energy. And we have ways to measure those things, but not in context with like how we then communicate them and as emotions and that sort of stuff yet. Maybe we will yeah. one day, I really hope we will, but it's just so impressive. <laughs> I definitely agree.
0: And so, um, back to the topic. So we were mentioning about how you interacted with your friends and family mm-hmm. and everything. But how was it, for example, in romantic relationships? Like, did you have romantic relationships? Were they, like, what was going on there?
1: Yeah. So, um, I actually was like a serial data. Like I got into a relationship at 14 and I pretty much stayed in relationships after that, like just jumping from one to the next, yeah. to the next, to the next. And, um, like I thought it was normal because I was always like, oh, like you got to get a, grow up, get married, have kids, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah realized at like 18 I was like oh god I don't want to get married and have kids that sounds so boring to me but I was (laughs) still jumping between relationships a lot because I feel like I was sort of lacking that like male figure in my life like my dad was around but it was just it was a very tense relationship We're, we're great now I love him but it it was rough growing up and so I was just constantly like seeking a man in my life and I dated terrible men like just constantly (laughs) like they were like abusive relationships just like horribly manipulative and because I was already experiencing so much mental health issues like I just thought that was normal I was like this is what I deserve like I'm always going to be depressed I'm always going to be in shitty relationships um I tried when I was 19 I was in a relationship when I tried to get help for the first time for my mental health and um Mm-hmm. yeah he just didn't deal with it very well at all like he was very um neglectful I guess he's since then like apologized yeah. for it but it doesn't really make up for like the two years of neglect um, yeah. yeah so I was trying to get help and I would spend like you know days just like locked in our wardrobe crying like it was horrible and he just you know would wow. like leave the house <laughs> so like I didn't have the best experience in romantic relationships um I've just come out of one but um he, he was with me while I went through all this stuff last year. And um, yeah. that's probably the most supportive relationship I've been in. Um, it, yeah, he was very supportive of me getting help for mental health and, like, encouraged it a lot. But even he didn't quite yeah. understand the depth and the gravity of what I was experiencing because it's really hard mm-hmm. to understand what someone else is going through particularly if you're like me and uh-huh. you don't communicate it very well. So it was only yeah. when I like got to hospital and went through all that stuff that people kind of were like, Oh shit, you're going through something really big. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. And was it hard to continue being with
0: him after you went over like what you went through and then you were improving? Did it change somehow? Like how did you view the relationship? Cause that's, to me, that's really interesting. Like once yeah. you go through a big change, like how does that, how did that change your relationship? For example,
1: yeah. So it, um, it did change. I didn't realize at first, to be honest, because like we got into mm-hmm. the relationship, I was like heavy depressed. Um, and sort of just like, he was just this light in my life. I was like, Oh, like I want to be, you know, someone that like can be as inspiring as he is to me. Like, you know, he was like really mm-hmm. motivating for me. And then I started to like, I got out of all of this, I got better. And I like, was working myself so hard and I like for the, you know, 24 years I spent, in this horrible place, I, in the span of a few months, like, just rapid progress, like so fast. I didn't expect that from myself, but I became like a different person overnight and it Mm -hmm. changed in our relationship because you can't expect someone else to change as fast as you or to ever be on the same journey as you really. But I was sort of like, well, I'm doing this and you've been encouraging me to do this. So now I'm doing it. Why aren't you doing it too? And, you know, I was trying to encourage him to, you know, do the things I was doing or to do things that inspired him. And he just wasn't quite at that level yet. And, um, yeah, ultimately like it just didn't work out for us and it's unfortunate, but it's fine. I'll find someone who is uh, in the right place for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. And so now that you went through all of this, how, how do you see relationships? Like do you, like you said, still don't want to get married or are you coming to terms with it? Or like how, how for you, are you viewing relationships in a new way?
1: I don't really know, to be perfectly honest with you. Like I have Mm -hmm. got to this point where I am finally in such a like happy place on my own and being so like yeah like I just feel like there are so many opportunities in the world and I never used to feel that way like I love waking up every day I'm like I'm so happy to be alive and it's beautiful but I'm also then like like I still don't really like the idea of marriage just as a concept I think it's a little bit outdated but I'm not opposed to it if it's something that like happens I still don't want kids they're really not a thing for me I'm just not children person I don't like kids I really like animals I'm gonna have a lot of animals but I don't want kids I might foster one day maybe but like probably not don't like (laughs) kids. but yeah as far as relationships go it's really um it's weird to kind of come out as a new person and recognize that what I was settling for time and time and time again is not what I want anymore and I think I might have to work through a lot of the trauma I went through in past relationships to be able to date again. I I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Like every day brings a new like question to me of like, am I ever gonna want to be in a relationship again? But yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Please do. I feel like maybe you don't have to be looking for a relationship Mm -hmm. but maybe you have to kind of be open of someone coming into your
1: life yeah no i'm definitely not seeking anything right now i'm really okay with being on my own for a while i think i'm gonna be forced to be on my own for a while in this quarantine situation so that's a good thing i (laughs) feel like i'm missing out um, yeah no i'm like whatever happens happens like i've never actively gone looking for relationships they've always just happened and i think that's the best way for it to be even though they weren't the best relationships like it's so much better than looking for something and then being like oh I feel like I need to be in this to fulfill myself because if you're just looking for someone else to fill a place in your life that you can't fill yourself that's it's very unhealthy
0: oh my god yeah I that was that used to be me
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) now that you're saying that literally
0: used to be me and like you said it's also taken me a couple of years to get there but now I'm perfectly fine but like you said yeah you have to kind of work through your own things Mm 100 percent and so um Personality-wise, mm-hmm. do you feel like you're different than you were before? And is it kind of like, are you getting to know yourself again, getting to know what you like again? Or like how how's that happening?
1: Yeah, um, I definitely am a different person now. Um, I feel mm-hmm. I am a lot more introvert now than I used to be. I've always really been an introvert at heart, but I used to Mm -hmm. try and like, I don't know, overcompensate for all this depression by just like partying all the time and trying to be friends with everyone and like being such a social butterfly. And I'm, I'm a very outgoing person, but I also really need my own recharge time. So I think I've come to terms with the fact that, you know, I am very introverted. I love my own time. I have like things Mm -hmm. that I need to do. I always used to hate the concept of routine. I was like, that's so boring. I want to be able to wake up every day and do whatever I want. That's just so great. And now I'm realizing that I need a routine. I need structure. I am a creature of habit. And once I do my morning routine, I can do whatever I want with my day, but I need to do my morning routine and I need to do my evening routine. And this is a very new (laughs) me and I love it, but I definitely, yeah, am a very different person. And yeah. like I love it, and I feel like I'm truly who I'm meant to be now. But I also sometimes, yeah. you know, I'll look back at like videos that I've like posted on Instagram recently, or like you know just like conversations having with friends, and I'm like, if I had seen like mm-hmm. a year ago that this is the kind of person I'd be now, I would be like, who is that? Like, oh my god, she's so like new age and like promoting meditation and stuff. Like that's not me, yeah. but I love it. So. <laughs> yeah it's nice I feel like
0: you never really know what you're supposed to do or how you're gonna end up and it's also like we go through these cycles right oh yeah like you said you go through these cycles and then even a couple of months ago you probably don't even recognize the person you were mm-hmm. even though
1: you were already on the other side yeah definitely and I really hope that that's how the rest of my life continues like I want to look back every few months and be like oh wow I've changed a lot like in good ways you Yeah. Know? I think that's a really exciting <laughs> way to live <laughs> It is. Definitely. I agree
0: with you. And how have you dealt with um, social media? Because I know for a lot of people, uh, me included, I've been there. Social media sometimes can be like very overwhelming and you kind of just like have to post and you kind of have to be like, oh my God, people don't like me anymore. They're not liking me. Like has that affected you and how has your attitude changed toward it?
1: Yeah. So social media is a big part of my life and it has been for like almost a decade now. Like even before Mm -hmm. it really took off, like I was like all over Snapchat, had Instagram when it first came out, like Facebook, I was all over it all. And the problem was like, I was using it for like this external validation because I didn't feel good in myself. So it was constantly like trying to get the likes, trying to get the follows, trying to do all this stuff. And like, I turned to some like a really like bad methods of doing it. And like, I like modeled for a while, which was great. But then I kind of like turned down this path of like, you know, just posting those like half naked selfies that people do. And I got yeah. attention, but it's not the attention you want. Like I felt disgusting when people spoke to me about yeah. it and being like, Oh, like you're so hot, but like I needed to do it because I wanted this validation. So it was a very unhealthy relationship. But the good thing about it, I guess, was that I have been using it for so long. So I really learned how all these platforms work. And I've always just been so Mm -hmm. interested in like the behind the scenes of social media. I'm like, how does this work? What makes things happen? So now that I am in this like really good place, I'm loving social media. I know how it works really well. I don't feel this like overwhelming need to post every day. I do because I like sharing stuff. But I don't like if I miss Mm -hmm. posts for a few days, I'm sort of like, oh, well, that's okay. On top of that, I've become really unattached to following people. Like I used to feel so obligated. I was like, oh, like we're friends or I met them at that party like three years ago and I'll notice that I unfollowed them and it'll be so awkward. And now I'm like, I don't care. Like if you don't. (laughs) like bring value to my life. I don't want you there. And like some friends, like their stuff just kind of like, you know, they'll post stories and I'm like, "Eh, I don't really want to spend an hour of my life watching your story, but I still love you as a friend. So like I mute a lot of people. I hide a lot of accounts from things. So I'll spend like a few, like, I don't know, a few hours a day on social media, but like maybe 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the middle of the day, 10 minutes at night not on like a schedule, that's just what I do, watching all the stories that come up because I've only got about 20 stories on Instagram that I watch now, the rest of them are just muted and they're all ones that are like super positive and people that I love and it's great. And then like sometimes I'll like unmute people and remute people. Like I just reevaluate it like once a month or two and I'm like, oh, who do I, who am I really vibing right now, you know? So I love that I have finally got this like healthy relationship with myself because if I didn't, I would still be seeking that validation so hard.
0: That's very strong when you realize those kinds of things, because like you said, it happens with a lot of people. And I know me, I saw myself as well, went through it. Like sometimes I'd be like, Oh my God, I have to follow this person. Like it's been five years. I don't talk to them, but like, (laughs) they're going to think I'm crazy for unfollowing them. Like, no, what are they going to tell my whole group of friends? And now, like you said, I'm just like, fuck it. Like, I don't like you anymore. I don't even know who you are anymore. Who the mm-hmm. hell were you? Like, do I remember you? Nah, next. <laughs> like, I follow as well.
1: Yeah, I know. So many I'll go back through and I'm like, I don't even know how we met. Like, I feel like I know you right? now. I follow you on social media. But why do I follow yeah. you? And then I'm like, yeah. do I have to keep following you? Like, is there an obligation? Do I, like, are you related <laughs> yes. to me? Are you like someone close in my life that I just can't picture? So yeah, I'm really glad I don't it's care about that anymore. <laughs>
0: It's crazy. And how have you gone with body positivity? Like do you feel like you love yourself in a different way? Like have you managed to love yourself now and like how how has that aspect of your life changed?
1: Yeah, it's um changed quite a lot and very recently, honestly. Um I mm-hmm. like went for years with not really editing photos because editing photos wasn't a thing. Like, you know, go back 5 years, people weren't really yeah. like Models were, but like people on Instagram weren't, and so I was just posting whatever. And I was always like naturally very skinny and stuff, so I was like, "This is fine." But I, I hated my body. I hated it so much. I used to do fad diets all through high school and out of high school. Like I, and my my weight fluctuates massively. Like not so much now, but in high school, I would like drop ten kilos in a week and then put ten kilos back on the next week. Like it was insane. Wow. And I was just constantly like, I need to be skinnier. I need to be skinnier. I need to be skinnier. Um, I got fired from mm-hmm. a modeling agency when I was. 18 or 19 because I was too fat and I was tiny Mm. and I was just like oh like I need to lose weight and so when people started like face tuning and really editing their photos on Instagram like I was straight on Mm -hmm. it and so many of my older photos like I've archived them all now and I feel really good about that but I spent so much time face shooting photos like making myself look skinnier some were really badly done and some were really good and people just started to think that I was smaller than I was and I'm not a like I'm happy with how I look but I just never was online I was like oh I need to make this smaller and literally it would have been like in the last three months I've just stopped like I don't I don't filter like occasionally I'll use like the little Instagram not the filters they suck but the little like settings where you can like up the brightness a bit or like do that like I do a bit of that but like I don't like edit my face or my body or anything like if I've got like a massive pimple and I feel like it's going to distract sometimes maybe but my skin's been pretty good. I haven't felt the need to do anything. So it's been really nice and refreshing to have spent, you know, like two decades of my life being like, Oh, I'm so fat to now being like, I don't care. This is great. (laughs) That's great.
0: Has there been any specific thing that's helped you kind of change your ways about it? Or did it just come with the whole process? Like, is there something you can give a tip on, on how to feel better about yourself or how to you know, take social media like under a different light. Like, what would you say has helped you the most?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it comes with just like the grounds of me becoming a better version of me. But on top of that, it really has been doing like a social media detox, like taking like a week and just not touching it, and mm-hmm. really making sure that the people you follow are people that you would want to be spending time with. Like, if I look at someone's story and I'm like, like you're kind of like you just seem a bit insane or like what you're doing is really harmful and I don't agree with it. Like I don't need to keep following them. I don't need to keep looking at their stuff. So it's making sure that you consume content that is like really making you feel good. Like that's just been the biggest thing for me. And like I used to follow lots of like influencer style people and models and stuff. And they're all tiny people and they all edit themselves to be even tinier it's what their job requires. And that's fine. If that's what they're doing, it's fine. But so many of them do it and pretend they don't, or like, I was just constantly seeing these tiny people and feeling like I then had to become tiny. And now like I'm following people who like, you know, of all sizes and just people who don't edit their stuff and they're super real and authentic. And I just appreciate that so much. Like it just made me be like, Oh, it doesn't matter how I look, honestly. Like there are so many more important things. And if I'm happy with how I look too, that's a good thing. But like, it doesn't matter like the internet doesn't need to see this perfect person because i'm not a perfect yeah. person and i'm Definitely. okay with that i like that for me i sometimes keep wondering i'm always like
0: how are these people so thin if they spend their time eating mm-hmm. Like, do they actually eat like for me whenever i look at you know like model instagrams or like um those kind of paid posts on different accounts like brand accounts and they're like today's takeover is blah blah and you see them like oh i'm cooking these pancakes or i'm cooking this i'm just like mm-hmm. But are you actually eating them? Like you oh cannot gosh. be that, I eat I know, that much. They're like, like cooking that, them
1: and then giving awesome. them to someone else. There. They're like, you eat these pancakes. I can't. I'm tiny.
0: <laughs> yeah. For me, that's always been the thing. I'm like, no, why? <laughs> like, just say, hey, guys, I'm not eating that much. Or like, oh, these are not for me.
1: <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly.
0: Oh my god, it's crazy. And so now what have you been up to? Like what are your now goals, your current goals? What have you got planned in terms of like work? Are you still studying? Like tell us, tell us a bit about that aspect Gosh, of your okay.
1: Life. Um I have so much going on right now. Sometimes it feels like too much, <laughs> but in a good way. I'm still studying full time, doing my yeah. bachelor in app development. So computer science. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm in second year now, so it's a bit intense, but I'm on break this week, which has been very, very needed. Um, mm-hmm. I have a big launch coming up in two weeks time and a virtual summit next weekend. So like that's going to be like an all day online events. We've got five guest speakers. Um, it's amazing i've been like pouring my heart and soul into it for the last month so it's really nice to like see it all come together and then yeah off the back of that i'll have a big launch so that's super exciting um i've still got my few like one-on-one clients i'm working with now but a lot of it's going to be like transitioned into like my program and my courses so that Mm -hmm. i can kind of you know get to more people at once like I just want to be able to impact as many women as I can because like we all struggle with this so much and I just want to share like what I've learned with the world. So yeah, I'm really excited for that, but it has been a lot of, you know, late nights, early mornings, as you've seen me up at stupid hours all the time.
0: Yeah. Oh my God, guys. We have this chat with like all the girls in the group. And obviously people are like in different time zones, right? So like me, I'm in Paris. There's people that are like in South America, in the States, like in different time zones. And then there's people obviously in like Asia, Australia. And I can you not, Jess is always like 3, 4 a.m. here in Paris, like responding or 3 a.m. there. And I'm just like, how do you do this? Like I need some sleep. I would be cranky AF if I wake up at one in the morning and then go back to sleep
1: this girl's a force I'm telling you yeah I'm not sleeping as much as I should be right now but I am working on it because sleep is so important (laughs) and I have been sick for the last like seven weeks so I'm like on the tail end of it now but I know that if I was sleeping better I would be completely over it so it's completely my fault That's crazy. Um, and so a last question I want to
0: ask you. Mm -hmm. What does, like, what do you feel like the future has for you? Do you have any specific plans that you're trying to make going forward with your life or what, what do you
1: want to accomplish still? Oh, I have a lot of things I want to accomplish. I've got like a big vision board up in my bedroom and like I do my like monthly goals and stuff working towards it. Um, the biggest thing right now is really like getting my launch off the ground and um, being, I'm moving into a new apartment in, well, yeah, depending on how the current <laughs> Once climate the goes. Yeah, so roughly two months from now, we will see, which I'm so excited for. Like yeah. I've been planning this for like the last like month or two and then this will happen and I was like, yeah. okay, we'll wait. But um, yeah, so it's beautiful. It's like, Overlooking the river by a park and stuff, which I'm really excited for. Aww. I'm getting a puppy. So excited. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I know. And then, um, yeah, I'm. Going to do exchange for my uni next year. So I'm gonna to move to Spain. Ooh. Which is really exciting. Girl. Yeah. When you come here, you gotta hit me up or oh, we'll
0: like to travel or something. So excited. You can I'm come visit too. Paris.
1: Yes, yes, I love Paris. I've been there once and it's beautiful. I speak very terrible French. Um, I'm learning Spanish now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, if you want to practice Spanish, I'm here, you know, you can also. Excellent. I am going to this message you terrible, terrible Spanish until you're like. Please stop. This is hurting me.
0: <laughs> I mean, I managed I managed to teach one of my ex-boyfriends English, the French one. So wow. you know, I feel like I can I can accomplish
1: that with you. Excellent. You I like this. I'm gonna take you off on this. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna move to Spain. Um going to London after that for a little while. That's the plans anyway. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just really continue on this journey I've been on, I guess. As cliche as that sounds, like continue on this self-development and just self-love, yeah. self-learning process because it's just been so incredible so far. And And I'm only like the tiniest bit into it in the grand scheme of my life. This is the shortest little period. Like, I'm so excited to see what the future holds.
0: Oh, well, I'm excited for you too, as well. And honestly, I'm super happy we got to connect and meet on the society. I feel like I've been making way more virtual friends than
1: actual friends. Same, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. (laughs) And we're all stuck in our houses. So I think virtual friends are really important. Exactly, exactly.
0: Exactly. I'm actually um, trying to go on a virtual date and explore and see what that is like and Ooh, do an episode. So
1: that's cute. That's, yeah. You have to tell me how it goes.
0: Definitely. I mean, I've gone through meeting virtual friends. Now I'm like, hmm. let's see how the whole, like what the whole thing is about this. So <laughs>
1: like, yeah. you know how it goes. <laughs> Excellent.
0: And is there anything else you'd like to say or let the listeners know or something else you'd like to comment on or it could be whatever, right? Eh?
1: Um, no, I don't really think so. I feel like we've had a very, very good chat. I feel like in a really positive mood. It's like 8pm here now on a Friday night. I was going to go to bed and I'm now like really (laughs) energized and pumped. So thank you. I'm going to go create some content or something just to get this out of my system.
0: (laughs) Yay. Well, I'm glad. Um, I hope you actually go to sleep early and you don't wake up. Uh, I'd like you go to sleep until 3am, but you know, (laughs) It's 11.50 a.m. here, so if you need to text someone, we're in the group. Excellent. (laughs) Um, Well, this was, like you said, a very interesting and very eye-opening conversation. And I would really love to know, guys, if you like this new format, if we should continue doing talks like this, like going very off script or talking about way more intense topics. You know, I like to keep it real and I basically let uh, my guests decide what they can say and what they can't say. I have no limits. So if they want to curse, they can go ahead. If they want to talk about dark topics, they can go ahead. So I just let I'd us know what you think. in the beginning
1: that I was allowed to swear. Damn. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really glad I swear too much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I should have let you know. So I kind of try to keep a PG myself just because if not, I will go on overboard saying a lot of bad words but
1: good <laughs> I usually thing I let know. my guests do
0: whatever <laughs> usually let my guests do whatever they want because it's cool. like a safe free space right mm-hmm. so and as usual just we'd love to let you let we'd love if you could let us know what you think and you'll obviously find my friend's instagram and all of her information and our instagram links is on it as well and i hope you guys have a fabulous week peace out